Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Hey, my friends and family. How y'all doing? Ugh, so I kind of wanted to... I didn't really know how I wanted to start this off today, right? I have so many feelings. Um, I know I wanted to be very transparent. Um, I most recently told my story um, to a friend of mine who was um, going through a process in her own life um, in which... Um, she lost her child, um, in preterm labor very early on in, um, her pregnancy and, um, in communicating with her has, um, has like shifted my emotions on this topic, um, a lot and not even, I don't want to say shift in my emotions. I do want to say that in communicating with her, it has caused me to have empathy. Um, yes, it has caused me to have empathy. And I was on um, Instagram. I mean, I know everyone is pretty aware of like what's going on with the overturning of Roe versus Wade and the Supreme Court um, and they're determining that the states have the final say on if abortions will be banned or not. And so <laughs> it's been a very, very, very touchy subject. Um I think in about 2012, um, so about 10 years ago, even 2011, 2012, um, I had started a movement, a ministry, or whatever you want to call it, um, and it was called The Breathe Theory, and it was more specifically for women who had undergone abortions and I would pose I would present to them to write to the child that they aborted and so when I did this um it was very uh, how can I put this um it was just a lot. It was a lot. And so not only had I had women, like some men wanted to chime in and write a story to the child that their partner had aborted. Um, and it was, it's just a very touchy subject. 
um I think it's very touchy because um I think the pro-life the pro-choice things are very I don't want to say it's confusing I think a lot of times our belief in our uh, bear with me in this episode because I I do I I want to be very authentic I also want to be very respectful because I do understand that this is a very touchy subject and I do understand that this is my personal journal. I also, um, I want people to understand that your beliefs can change about something. And so why you may feel one way, one day you can experience something and it can change how you feel about something. And so I'm in no way, shape or form trying to persuade you to to be pro-life or pro-choice um and even when I started the breathe theory it wasn't it was to give you choice it was specifically um for the individual to have empathy or for people to have empathy had you not gone through it and um some grace um i'm a i'm a read the bio and so the breathe theory is a campaign to inform the public on the subject of abortion the healing afterwards and the hope thereafter abortion is a sensitive subject which often ends in debate because it is assumed that a side has to be taken the viewpoints are seen as black and white but in life there are not only shades of gray but splashes of color. The color adds beauty, volume, and uniqueness to life. Through God's grace, we hope to save lives, shed light, and share testimony, not only for edification of him, but to advance our culture and educate our people. To date, our culture has a torn perception of abortion, miscarriages, and barrenness, and we have set up unspoken rules and convictions on ourselves that we have pushed these harsh beliefs on others. The campaign is here and hopes to open one up in an authentic way of thinking, produce a greater willingness to find your own truth, and hopes you will share your truth with others. Ultimately, the Breathe Theory will bring forth God's glory, ignite healing of oneself, and turn up the volume on a silent voice. Break your silence and breathe life into victory. And so I have I had no idea what I was doing. I have really had no idea what I was doing. I um and from the sound of it had I pursued um or had I had some form of backing or someone um or kind of like how my nine things is like every time I want to give up on my nine things someone pushes me back to um wanting to get into it and wanting to expand on the idea of what it could be and what it is and so had I had that type of backing in 2012 um I probably wouldn't have stopped when things got hard or when things slowed up um so like this podcast it was very much 
going to be a book um, called Letters to My Unborn Child. And in writing the letters to my unborn child, like it was, I probably had about 10 letters and my goal was to get about 40. And also in the book, I wanted to highlight Roe versus Wade, highlight um, how women have had to sneak and get illegal abortions. Um, And I think that might be on the rise soon. Um, Like, it's just like anything else. And what I want people to understand is just like, it's like... Women who can't afford to get a BBL, they get butt shots. (laughs) I mean, that's like in the most layman terms that I could put it. Um, (laughs) I just do. Or like if people, if people can't afford designer handbags, they get knockoffs. If people can't afford to get certain like if someone can't afford human hair they buy synthetic (laughs) I mean like I don't even know what other way I could put it and the human hair synthetic thing synthetic hair thing can y'all can play with it if y'all want to like don't make it a thing but um I brought that up and I wanted to read a post that I wrote and then I probably can dig into this even more because when I was studying like the Roe versus Wade like probably about a month ago I was studying for whatever reason I don't even remember why I looked up the case but it was about what is this about to be July so about two months ago I have no idea why I have no idea why but I didn't want to read this to you. Now, this was a, lady, a young lady's post. And she went in. No need to ask me who it is because I'm not saying who it is. Um, I do like people to remain anonymous. That's why a lot of times, even when I am being very transparent on here, I leave people's names out. And even my children, I leave their names out. And so if you want to do your research and figure out who I'm talking about, cool, so be it. You know, it's it's plenty of ways that you can find out things about people. But I I don't want to deliberately, um, like I, I tell you guys all the time, like your story is, um, a lot of times your story is shared with someone else. And so I want to give people the respect of their privacy. Um on top of this is my podcast and this is about me (laughs) but i'm gonna read this and this lady goes deep all right so she says i'm celebrating this win for life while everyone is in the midst of mourning what should have never been allowed in my opinion i'm in no way condemning a woman who or women who have had abortions. I empathize with you. But for those who are so loud and proud about killing their baby, their words, not mine. I just want you to know that it's okay to admit you're wrong. 
you can be honest about something bad you've done without glorifying it and letting it define you and steal your true identity. I'm in no way condemning anyone to hell or trying to force anybody to think like me either. I wasn't abstinent till marriage. I have no place to judge you. But I would like to shed light on some truths and hopefully my story can give you some perspective or even insight. Even as a teenager, I knew what having sex came with. I think most of us take sex ed in high school or even before. I've always wanted children as well. So even if I slipped up and wasn't careful, I was willing to face the consequences of my actions. I get that everybody doesn't want children. I also get that it's not pretty, nor is it an easy thing to do. You can't just go around trying to absolve yourself of any responsibility for your own actions. That creates a fallout and innocent people could be hurt. In this case specifically, innocent children have been killed. You can call them a clump of cells, but biology tells us that a person is a person at conception. I even understand that things happen to us that we can't control, like someone taking advantage of us. I was taken advantage of as a kid and had that resulted in pregnancy. I can't even imagine the mental strain and torture that could have been put on me. I can't imagine what it's done to the women who have been victims of this very thing. But if I still... but. I still know I would allow my child to live. <clears throat> Even if I couldn't stand to keep my child, I wouldn't take away their chances at life. I know women who allow their children born out of rape to live and love them dearly because they understand that the sins of the father have nothing to do with the child. They are completely separate human beings. Abusers deserve to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of law. But why hand out a death sentence to a baby who didn't ask to be here and has never harmed anyone? I know people who were born from rape or incest and they love their lives. Are you going to tell them that they don't deserve to live? They disagree. Children are abused, neglected, rejected. And these are tragedies that we can do something about if we all care enough. But to say that just because this is the reality we live in, that these babies are better off dead, is just lazy and inhumane. Are older people who can't care for themselves better off dead just because they they get abused and mistreated and forgotten about in the nursing home or adult care facilities? What about the mental ill, the mentally ill who need around the clock care at a state facility? Are they better off dead as well? That's a very slippery slope to go down and it doesn't bode well for anybody. If we reduce the value of life to convenience and personal opinion, which of us are protected? Who's to say that someone couldn't just decide you're invaluable one day and take your life, do what they want with you? And that's what is happening. And that's what was happening during slavery and during the Holocaust. People with more power and resources decided their opinion about your life mattered more than God's. And if they decided you had less value than them, they could do what they wanted to you. Was that right? Absolutely not. Ladies, you are not oppressed. No matter what propaganda has been pushed onto you, it's a lie that keeps you weak and dependent on a system that does not care about you past your tax dollars and past you, you and past using you to propagate agendas that 
fill their pockets and steal everything worth having in this life from you. It's a lie that destroys families and keeps women fighting an invisible enemy to no end and to no avail except destroying yourself. You are especially not oppressed by your children. They are innocent and are a product of you. So if you hate your children, you most likely don't like yourself too much. And that's something that needs to be dealt with in a real way. You dishonor and oppress yourself by reducing yourself to your passions and lusts and running from your responsibilities. You are more than their sirloins. You are more than your body or your features or your material things. I'm speaking to the fact that the majority of abortions are elective procedures and I literally can't tell you what to do, but I can speak my mind and draw my line in the sand. Mothers and mothers-to-be, I understand it's not easy, but there is help for you. There are resources and there are people who care and want to help you and your children. Please at least consider these things before making your child a victim of you. I am one of those people. I do not have much, but what I do have, I will give to help anyone who finds themselves in need. And there are many people like me in the world who are just waiting to hear from you. Ask yourself, are we really for equality? If if the most innocent of us have to be the sacrifice or is there any other way? There's always another way. Now, be a... Yeah, so <laughs> she hands down um has reading that was a Damascus Road experience for me. And anybody who doesn't know what Damascus Road experience is, um I think I teeter tottered the fence for a while. Oh, Damascus Road. You know I go off on a tangent. So, Damascus Road in the Bible. Uh, Paul, who used to be called Saul, was like on the road to Damascus. On Damascus Road. And um, he was coming from... Like, if anybody doesn't know, like, Paul used to be a Christian slayer. Like, literally, like, he killed Christians. And then he became one. And he came one, God spoke to him. He was on a horse, like literally on Damascus Road and um, had a life altering experience with God. That was all of a sudden he got back up and he totally changed his life. Okay, so boom, Cliff Notes version of Damascus Road experience. And so reading this, let's go back a little bit, right? Because when I talked about... The breathe theory more specifically. Um, I'm speaking from a I'm speaking from a person at that time when I started the breathe theory. I was it was coming from a person who had recent recently aborted, not for the first time, but um it was the first time that it really wasn't my decision. And when I say it wasn't my decision, um, I had been an advocate for a very long time for, um, for men more specifically who engage with women 
in a way that is unprotected. Um, I'm protected physically. I'm protected emotionally. I'm protected mentally. And you engage in relationships. And like this young lady said, like you want to be absolved of all responsibilities. And so I know there were plenty of times um, that I personally had... um, There were plenty of times where it was my decision. And more often than not, every abortion that I received was my decision. Um, And this was the one time that it was not. This was the one time that deep down, I did not want to do it. I had dreamt of my child and... Because I had just had a child and I didn't want to, I honestly, I, I, I didn't want another burden. If we're being completely honest, I didn't want another burden. And so she stung so bad, <laughs> like she stung me so bad and because she says so many things um that make me not only make me understand um and I don't know if this young lady is a parent but she changed a lot of my thinking <laughs> she changed a lot of my thinking on this subject and so if I was to go back um when she speaks about wanting to absolve yourself of responsibility for your own actions, um, and she says it creates a fallout and innocent people are killed. Like she basically says like innocent people are killed. And I think that goes back to the point of when, and not even scientifically when, a fetus becomes a human or when when whatever like because scientifically might be one way and we might feel another way and we understand this even we we understand this when we when we talk about these non-binary people like when we speak of people who want to be considered one way and scientifically it's another way like for the life of me um and this is even crazier because today I was speaking with a lady who she is a like a school police and she's been um a school police for like over 25 years um she just really enjoys the children like she the way she spoke about them was it's just wonderful to watch. It's wonderful to watch people who really enjoy their jobs, even if you don't um, more specifically like agree with what type of job they have. I'm just not like a police type person. Um, but you do start to understand like like most people say, like there are good and bad people in every position. And so she, the way she spoke about 
a five-year-old that was born a boy and the parents are parading around with this child and dressing the child as a girl and um I think the child is wants to be called she or they want the child to be called she um and you know that they're petitioning for like new bathrooms in elementary schools which I think is utterly ridiculous um because I just don't I feel like at those ages like the children want to explore the children want to discover and those things are being done in the bathrooms and those things are being done and they're very inappropriate like Regardless of what you want to say, I do not want a born boy or a cisgendered boy, whatever you want to call them, in the bathroom with my daughter um, and him trying to figure out his sexuality on my child. I just I don't agree with it. And so um, we were kind of talking about that and we were talking about like, you know, how they might add additional bathrooms. We were talking about this, but it goes back to. At the end of the day, it's scientifically impossible for this boy to ever bear a child, right? To ever carry a child in his womb because he doesn't have one. And so I think when we like we want to keep taking science out of it. But scientifically, it's a baby at conception, And so because it is a baby at conception, it is a human. And so if we want to get technical, like you're killing innocent children. And at what point, like, is it okay to kill children? Like, we're basically saying it's okay to kill children if you are a product of rape. It's okay to kill children if you make a if you make a mistake it's okay to kill children if it's before they come out the womb right like that's basically what we're saying and so um she also oh the part where she says like babies are better off dead is just a lazy and inhuman it's just lazy and inhumane And then she relates it back to older people who can't care for themselves. Like, are they better off dead? Like, like, okay, so a person, and it's so crazy because I was, I was reading a woman's story who, um, she, it's like a whole thread on Reddit or read it, Reddit, whatever it's called. And it's about children who, I mean, it's about adults who basically regret having their children. And then they post about it online, which I think also is utterly ridiculous. Like, and they, they cover it up and say it's an outlet. Um, you people are just sick. Like, it's not even like an outlet, like like an outlet to talk about how you regretted having your child like this shit is bonkers like I don't it's no other way to put it 
like off yourself like I don't even know what to say like it's just I don't know it's a lot and so um when she relates it to like older people or like people who are mentally ill who can't care for themselves like like are they better off dead too like that part kind of struck a nerve as well um because it is a very slippery slope and so when do we decide um or like she said when do we reduce life to convenience and personal opinion like when do we like when do we really reduce life to convenience because if we if we're being very honest like ain't shit about life convenient it's not one thing about life convenient it's not and i ain't never been born and was told that this is this is going to be convenient for you like not one time ever have I ever discovered that life was going to be convenient and excuse the cussing you, you don't have to worry about that like I told y'all before I was trying to bridle my tongue a little bit when it comes to the cussing bear with me God ain't gonna finish working with me yet <laughs> so um it's just crazy because she even goes even further to say who's to say that someone couldn't just decide you're invaluable one day and take your life like be real like who's to say that but i'm telling you it goes back to when y'all decide when it is considered a child and not a clump of cells like when you want to consider it a clump of cells and you want to to go off of that argument like oh it's just a clump of cells as opposed to a child is a child at conception like that's when it's okay for you to make laws on killing something because it's just a cell and it's not a human even though it has a heartbeat like that's the crazy part but then she was saying like basically like that was happening during slavery like people with more power and resources they decided that how they felt about somebody else's life mattered more than God's opinion of their life like let me let like let's go back like she said People with more power and resources decided that their opinion, like their views on somebody else's life mattered more than God's. Like that's really what happened during slavery. That's what people even doing now, like with racism, like they feel like they're more superior than God because they're making decisions about somebody else's life and they're deeming how they feel is more valuable and their life is more valuable and that's exactly what we doing with this abortion thing with this pro-life pro-choice it's like they just add more divisions like they add more things to break it down to make it seem like it's being more specific but all it's doing is causing more division causing more confusion and then they just use the confusion to channel their agendas
<laughs> like, I, I don't think I read a better post. And like I said, like I had been for the last two months, like I kind of been dibbling and dabbling. Like even if you read the lady row in row versus Wade, like if you read her story and it's like, miss, they did not use you as the poster child for this. Like you are not a good example. You are, you should have not been the test case for this <laughs> in the first place. Like you, like, I think she like, she had multiple abortions or she tried to get multiple abortions and she deemed to be, she deemed herself mentally ill. And she was to me in the stories that I have read, she sound rather promiscuous and she didn't want to, she didn't want to be held up to her responsibilities. And after a certain amount of times, like, you know what you're doing and I'm not just talking about her. I'm talking about myself too. After a certain amount of abortions you get, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. And it's whether you are the woman or the man. Like at, at a certain point in time, like you can't blame it on the other person. Like you cannot be a man blaming the woman for keeping a child. It's, it's literally like your fault it's literally your fault like it's it's, to me it's no way that you can blame it on a woman unless you two have had a clear conversation no you still can't even do that because if that's if that's the case my thing is when you don't want something you do everything in your power to not do that you you do it's no way that you're going to sit here. It's no way a man can sit up here and say that he doesn't want to have children and he blatantly doesn't pull out. He ejaculates in a woman and he blames it on her. It's no way. It's no way. It's not no way that you can sit here and like, I don't believe it. I, I will never believe it. I will never believe a man who says I didn't want any children because you would get a vasectomy. And if you didn't want something that permanent, then you would use protection or you would pull out or you wouldn't have sex. You have no, you lack self-control you lack responsibility and you want to be absolved of any responsibility possible, in my opinion. And this was definitely not where I wanted to go tonight. And I mean, I've kind of been on here for a while, but honestly, like this was definitely not where the direction that I wanted to take on this subject. Um, I did want to be like, I wanted to sit on here and be super transparent about um, my experiences with abortion, my experiences with men and the different experiences that I've had because I have had multiple abortions. Um, I have also um, been in a situation that um, 
I chose a not so safe method because I was scared and because I didn't want children and I was too young to um, understand the full responsibility of what could possibly happen um, in sex when dealing with older men. And so um, I took it upon myself. And even to this day, I don't think I've ever revealed it to the person, but um, or to the yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I mean, I'm I'm ready for it, but I don't know if I'm ready to have the discussion with him because of the way that we ended. So because of the way that me and him ended. And it's been years. Um, I don't know if he would be okay because the type of person that he is um, had the relationship not ended the way it had, we I pro- we probably would have been married. <laughs> we probably would be together right now. But honestly, we probably would be miserable with each other. So it was better that it ended that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in just yesterday, I wanted to talk about abortions. And like I said, I wanted to come from a very experiential perspective as opposed to um, like what I had been reading, but this post just stuck out for me. Um, and I felt so convicted. I felt so convicted. Um, and the things, the things is like, you know, what if you get the, what if you get to the pearly gates, right? And you got, and, and you legit like, I've had this dream before, like I've had, I have lots of dreams and visions, right? So I've had a dream before that, like we kind of pull up to heaven and it's like different judges or, and we have lawyers and stuff like that. And we have to account for everything that we did. Like you have to like, like, remember when you said this joke about abortions? Like, no nah, dog, pull up, like, let's talk about it. Why do you think it was so funny? Like, you know what I mean? Why? Like, it was, <laughs> it's like, I, I have thought about things that I'm going to have to hold, be accountable for. Like, God, like what, like, I've thought about it. And being okay with killing, it's like, I have been okay with it. And not even just, not even just with abortion, but if somebody were to, you know, God forbid, if somebody were to molest one of my children, I'm okay with murder. Like, I'm okay with killing somebody and spending the rest of my life in jail. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with killing somebody for abusing my child or mistreating my children or getting into it with somebody who has been most like utterly disrespectful or racist to me and my kids or you know what I mean like I've thought about scenarios and situations in which I I would think murder would be okay in self-defense for something like if somebody you know God forbid if somebody breaks into a house and I stab somebody like these are these are situations where we are okaying murder 
Like, that's literally what abortion is. And I don't know. Now I see why people just don't want to talk about it because you judged on every aspect of it, whether you had to experience it or not. You judged on every aspect. So... It's crazy. I'm a I'm gonna reread this last part over and it's she was like ladies, you are not oppressed. No matter what propaganda has been pushed on you. It's a lie that keeps you weak and dependent on a system that doesn't care about your past or doesn't care about you past your tax dollars and past using you to propagate agendas that fill the pockets and steal everything worth saving or worth having in this life from you. It's a lie that destroys families and keep women fighting an invisible enemy to no end and to no avail except destroying yourself. You literally are fighting to destroy your body and to commit murder. That's what the fight is about. That's what you're fighting for. Like through this through this Roe versus Wade, like you want to be able to kill a human. Like sit with it. Like that's it. That's like like in the most simplest form. Like you're fighting with the government to be able to murder and be okay with it. And so now I feel like dang, like every post that I liked, every like every argument or every like back and forth like how, how did God feel about that that's what I gotta sit with I gotta sit with how God felt about that and my past actions I don't know if I'm okay with how I felt I don't know. And I think when with my relationship with my good girlfriend, like, and what she was going through with losing her baby, you know, in some instances, they, you know, they basically ask you, do you want to get the DNC? Like, which is basically getting an abortion or them, um, or what would be an abortion, even though the fetus has passed away or, um, is no longer living or they no longer hear a heartbeat and so I think at the end of the day like because the procedure is the same a lot of times we think like oh hey if you're not going to be performing abortions then you're not going to be doing this and it's the big difference between losing a child and murdering a child And so when we're going back and forth towards like fighting pro-life and pro-choice, pro-life and pro-choice. Um, yeah, we feel like I, on one end, I feel like, yeah, so the pro-choicers um, are all about like leaving the choice up to the individual. Right. And the pro-lifers are basically saying like, this is basically murder. <laughs> like let's just not even finesse all the way around it like you just want to kill a child <laughs> and so um 
And if you think that the way that I'm saying it is kind of harsh, like that's exactly what it is. Like you're murdering babies. I can say that because I have had my fair share. And I'm not okay with it. I'm not glorifying it. And the least bit am I saying that it's okay moving forward. And so I'm not saying that any of that is okay. And so um, when we get into um, like the treatment for a miscarriage and the treatment for an abortion, um, and you really get into you really get into um, purpose and intent, like the intent for the treatment. So, and the, the your intent for a treatment after a miscarriage is not to absolve yourself of responsibility. Your treatment after a miscarriage isn't to um it's not to kill. Your treatment for the miscarriage is needed because the baby has passed away and it hasn't been expelled. Um but an abortion kills the baby first. And so I think that's when we really get down to intent. And the intent behind the form of treatment that we choose. I also wrote a post that um, a guy had posted. And he said, in 30 plus years of delivering thousands of babies, I've never had to intentionally kill a fetus to save a mom. And never lost a mom who would have been saved by an abortion it's never needed to save a woman's life and saving women with miscarriages and ectopics also isn't abortion (sighs) this guy went in on twitter for some time um I think we, I, I implore you to search deep and wide in your own heart. Um, do your own due diligence before you, before you formulate any form of an opinion about a subject. Um... And it's so crazy how we say that silence is compliance. Like we say that, right? Like in racism, like when we argue about white people not standing up for us or standing with us, not even for up for us, but standing with us in the fight for racism. Like we tell, we tell them like, like basically your silence is compliance. And so. Yeah, my silence might've been compliance and mainly because. You want to stay neutral. (sighs) 
you want to stay neutral. <sighs> I hope the difference of opinion um, doesn't result in someone becoming angry about their own beliefs. Because your belief is your belief, right? And mine is mine. And what I wanted to, I wanted to bring forth this one post and I wanted to, in conjunction with abortions, and I wanted to bring up my journey into what the breathe theory was and what it could potentially still be um, while shining light on this very touchy subject. Um... At the end of the day, right? All right. So at the end of the day, like, I just want y'all to know, like, the bill is not taking away choice, right? Because, granted, yeah. That's what I'm like. Oh, you, we don't have the choice. We don't have the, like, no, that's not what it is. It's putting the choice in the hands of the state. It's not taking anything from you. Right? It's not taking anything from you. So, if you got a problem with it, honestly, like vote for officials that believe in what you believe in. Like, that's really the whole point of voting. Like, you and your own state vote people in position that you feel like can make changes. Like, and a problem is you're like, oh, voting doesn't solve everything and voting doesn't do this and my opinion doesn't matter. And like, you know, go out there and do your own research. And honestly, like if you can't put pe- if you can't vote people in position, then you put yourself in position so that you can make change. If it's something that you so direly believe in, right? If this is a subject that you feel like your rights are being infringed upon, and um, like do it, like literally, like go out, vote, change policy, become a lobbyist. Like, do all of that. I think when you start really, and when you start really doing some research, you'll see, like, who's the highest rate to get, like, what's the, what's the, what's the highest rate, the highest abortion rate among demographics? Talk about that, right? Talk about what's the highest rate. Like, who getting the most abortions out here? Like, just in lamest, like, really, who getting the most abortions here? How does the government benefit from that? What's the agenda that they're trying to push? Like, really start doing your your research. Um, We can go further. We can even go further tomorrow. Like, we can discuss this on live. Like, I don't know. Y'all, y'all figure it out. Like, we can do whatever. Like, I'm down for whatever y'all want to do. Like, to make this a thing. <sighs> I'm really am. I'm really down for whatever y'all want to do to make this a thing. So. 
Um, I think, I think the subject is not over. I think the topic is not finished being discussed. And I really don't even know how to end this episode, but moving forward, if you want to talk, let's discuss, um, I think, um, I don't know. Like I said, my feelings have changed about the subject. When I, through doing, like I said, like through doing research, through um, reading very opinionated people who don't really care about how people feel about them, but very adamant about um, expressing how they feel. I love people like that. (laughs) I do. I really, I love it. And thought the thoughts of the brief theory um have started to resurface because um like anything else I mean like in a lot of things that I do like I want to inform and I want to ignite and I want to inspire um things in people and so I think um like I mentioned before like I knew this was going to be a very sensitive subject it often ends in debate um, and we always feel like we got to be pro-life or pro-choice. We always feel like it's one or the other. Um, we don't really live in a society that's inclusive and that's an and society. We, it's the, it's the either or society. And so do your research and discover how you really feel about a thing. Not just because. It's on the shade room. It's on the spiritual world. And it's all over the internet. as a big thing. Right? Because. Like just do your own research. Do your own research. And come to your own understanding. And honestly like. Do what God. Leaves on your heart to do. Like literally like. Whatever God leaves on your heart to do. Do that thing. Um. I think we'd be a lot better off. Um, like I said before, like I don't really know like how I went in this. Like, so I'm just gonna like leave it at that. Um, a little bit of me wants to like, um, like pray for these women who don't know what they need to be doing or don't know what but I just do that in my own personal time at night so um if y'all come to me if y'all have any questions comments concerns reflections um it was brought to my attention like (laughs) some people want to engage in an episode right and so the best and easiest way to engage with an episode is on my website the website will be in the show notes and you are able to comment on a specific episode. Um, it's crazy that this is, <laughs> this is episode 12 and 12 is the number of government or governmental power. Like that's what the number 12 means in the Bible. So <laughs> it's just crazy that this would, 
God, you do all things well. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Um, you really do all things well. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so um, that's a way that you can engage with an episode more specifically. And yeah, like I really... I hope we start to really understand, like, just because you um, have undergone an abortion, whether it was by choice, by coercion, or for whatever reason, um, you're literally causing death of God's creation. And I have to sit with that too. I don't think people know the depth of the pain, the lingering guilt, the shame, self-loathing that comes along with it. Because I think a lot of times we just sit with the fact that we don't have to deal with the responsibilities of it anymore. And so I pray that God forgive you. I I pray that you find a way to cleanse your soul because of it. I pray that you find a way to not only forgive yourself, but I pray that God forgive you. Um, I pray you learn how to walk by faith and not by what you feel. Pray for the women who have had abortions, the men who have convinced women to have abortions, that ultimately they repent and find a way to forgive themselves. And like I said, like this may have gone on longer than what I expected. It has gone in a direction that I never expected. But I hope you get something out of it. And I hope it sparks something in you to bring about changing your own life. It doesn't even have to be in your in your perspective or how you feel about abortions. It could be anything. It could be, I pray that something that, you, that you've been holding on to mentally that was keeping you bound to sin. I pray that you find freedom in it and so this is going to wrap up this episode we've been i've been on here way too long like i've been on here for like an hour but like i'm gonna wrap up this episode with that and i'm out love y'all